Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rule the Roost podcast. Um, Roger's a little under the weather this week, so it's... uh, Bit of a different, bit of a different way of doing things, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm here. That's me, Tetrunk. Yeah, I'm still introducing myself by my pseudonym because I'm cool. We're joined this week um, by John Murray, aka Jamuzzle, <laughs> aka Velcro. I think. Is that and, yeah, any, yeah. Any more? Yeah. Aka Tottenham's top big bollocks. Tottenham's top boy. I'll take yeah, that. Tottenham's top boy. Yeah, Jamuzzle, and also joined by. Alex Brown, or should we say the Daily Stars? Alex Brown, Can, we've there's been some deliberation <laughs> pre pre recording. I, I like to be defined by my work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so there we go. There we have it. How, how are you doing, lads? Very well. I've just got back from a nice stint in America, as you well know. So nice to be back, and nice to be back at Tottenham. Whereabouts in America? Um, Atlanta, Georgia, in with, with the city with that stadium that you mugged off the other day on Twitter. I, well, I wasn't so much mug enough to say. It was like, just where you were. It's not so much. It's more about what it represents. One point five billion. Oh yeah, it's, it's horrendous, and they and it's all it's all paid for in city taxes as well. So oh it's, really? It's okay. really bad. Yeah, no, big, that's, that's that's bad. It's big bad talk. Smelly. Yeah, smelly. awful. But great stadium. The big advertising board in the middle of it, yeah, but it's, hovering it's, above it's the really pitch. It's really cool because it shows you the pitch and the stats. Yeah. Anyway, agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> Uh, well, we don't want to kick off yet, mate. I know what you're like. I know what you're like, lad. And uh, Alex, how are you doing, Alex? Yeah, I'm right. uh, yeah, I wrote a story about people having sex in dominoes. Yeah. Um, so pretty good <laughs> day for me. Pretty proud of myself, my contribution. Ready for the Pulitzer. Uh, a couple in Scarborough went to a Domino's. They ordered a 12-inch pepperoni pizza and some chicken kickers. And when the staff went to uh, went to make it, uh, the uh, young lady started giving the guy a, a, a blowjob and then uh, had sex with him on the counter. Wow. While people continued to come in and <laughs> make their orders and delivery guys came in and out. Did you sneak any inch-related uh, puns in there or anything like that? Um, I mean, nothing off the top of my head. I mean, it was a pretty ridiculous story uh, as it was. So, powerful, important contribution to journalism. Well, you... you uh, you were famous for your uh, the the buying the acid stuff. Like, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was your contribution to counterterrorism, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty terrifying. Uh, I, I had to buy some of uh, the acid, use an acid attacks uh, to send me to Newham to buy some, and I just got some in a cash and carry, uh, an off license, and like a, a bargain world and. There's, there's no checks, 92% of sulfuric acid, you just walk in, pick it up and walk out. And that's the stuff that would melt someone's face? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's literally the stuff that's used in the attacks, so if you are listening... I want to you're now the face of acid attacks. Oh god. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of face melting things, how shit was Swansea? Seamless. Hey, say that, say that. Very that good link. Um, Absolutely diabolical, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Dortmund was my first game back, and it was brilliant. Um, and then Swansea was a real bump back down to earth. Um, I, it's one of those things where I tried not to get too down about it, because on another day, we could have won 4-0. We would have had a couple of penalties. Kane hit the crossbar, that would have gone in. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think Pochettino, and I love him, has a couple of questions to answer about that. Um, Davis, was he injured? Was he not? If not, why are we playing two right backs? The subs was weird. My, my my biggest frustration with all of it was that for a lot lot of the time, I haven't really been convinced that Pochettino has a plan B. When we bought Lorente, which I was excited about because he's clearly a plan B. Very sexy. Very beautiful man as well. Yeah, ladies love him. Lorente on, pants off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lorente on and no no difference at all was the real issue. Do you know, like we bought him on I think we bought him on too late, but Pochettino always does that, doesn't he with subs? Doesn't 
doesn't it ever... is a weird quirk of his, isn't it? Yeah, I think he feels as though I, maybe it's a trust in his players to turn it around or whatever, but I, I can't really remember him ever making a substitution where we've all thought, right, he's trying to change the game this way before about 60 minutes or so. Never, I don't think he ever changed it at half-time. Mm. Well, when, you, wrong. when you've seen Spurs turn it around with Trippier at left-back so many times before, <laughs> in this new thing that he just thought he'd try in the Premier League game, because why not? Um, oh, baffling. Yeah, I mean, no, Yamatongan has played at left-back before. I think Ben Davies had a knock from the Dortmund game. Um, but his obsession with trying Hung Min Son as a left wing back, uh, despite up, right? repeated <laughs> evidence I mean, suggesting it's a bad idea. I understand that you want to get Delhi, Ericsson, Kane, and Son all onto the pitch, uh, but the, the best teams have some balance. Uh, I, th- I think he got it completely wrong. I mean, Son at left wing back wasn't the worst thing, and the, <laughs> the two times they got forward in the first half were because of his defensive errors. Granted. But he spent more time in their half trying to attack. I just we just moved the ball so slowly, and we didn't do that last year. That was I don't know if it's Wembley, I don't know if it's personal, I don't know what it is, but we moved the ball so slowly, really, really, really predictable, boring to watch. Swansea knew where we were going. Tom Carroll slotted in and, and, and was seemingly impregnable in sort of holding midfield at times. I thought he was fine. really well for them. Yeah, in a way that people. People sort of go, oh yeah, he's the kind of player we could do with it. Do you know that, mm. that, that chat's smelly, as you well know. But I, when we're making players like that look good, and Tom Carroll's not a bad player, but he's not a world-class, we need to buy him better, and we're making him look really good. I think we just need to be more direct, as I was saying earlier. Lorente comes on, we don't do anything different. We're still trying to play the same football. And I think once in the 20 minutes he was on the pitch... We knocked the ball straight to him. He won a header, and we got a little chance in a corner out of it. I mean, do you, do you think there's there's anything in the? Because people have made quite a bit of the the full backs in particular, or the yeah. wing backs, whichever you want to call it. That we've taken Davis out, we've taken Aurier out, and you know we played Sun there and we played Trippier on the right as well. Yeah. Trippier obviously laterally going over to the left for whatever reason. Um, we know that Pochettino employs this like really high-intensity, high-press system, um, which is obviously going to be physically quite demanding. And I know it's the start of the season, but that position in particular, the wing-back, probably is one of the ones where the players are required to exert themselves more than anywhere else on the pitch, arguably. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so do you think p- perhaps people are glossing over that slightly? Because... More, I guess to the point is that why is Davis being dropped already? Like he's, it's the start of the season. He should be able to handle two games in a week. But maybe like they do just get that knackered playing in that position where, you know, it highlights that yeah we have Rose out, so we should have probably strengthened more. More that, and that that seems to be more the concern that we didn't ever think to with Rose's problems. Yeah, to strengthen that position. Well, I mean, Kyle Walker Peters has played a left back. Uh, before, good point. Um, so he, I mean, it says a lot that he would rather play a forward, <laughs> yeah, back yeah, than uh, play Carl Walker pieces. But also at home at Swansea, you're not exerting yourself. There is no, yeah. we weren't pressing because we had the ball all the time. When you're pressing, you're trying to win it back immediately. But they didn't have the ball. We had, I think, seventy-five or something like that percent possession. It wasn't a particularly strenuous day uh, for the Tottenham players. We had a lot of the ball. Um, it wasn't for a lack of effort, um, it was for a lack of ingenuity. And with Deli Ali increasingly drifting uh, towards the left wing, where he does very little, um, we just looked like a team who were playing multiple players in positions they didn't normally play. We looked like a team without a system. I mean, unpopular take, Delhi's been awful for a couple of games. Wasn't great against Dortmund. Not, not that he was bad. Oh, no, he didn't play against Dortmund, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the game before that that we had in the league? Uh, Burnley. Burnley, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really get the ball, didn't really do much with it, and I was sitting there on Saturday saying, take him off Posh, do something different, and someone said to me, hey listen, you can't take him off because he can do that moment out of and he can, magic, yeah, and he can, annoying, yeah. and that's the most frustrating it's not thing. not annoying, it's not, uh, no, it's incredible, it's incredible, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's the complete opposite of yeah. annoying, yeah. it's annoying that he doesn't have Perhaps, that more, yeah. but also he had, he had this little run last season where three or four games, he was... Really pretty poor, 
and he was unplayable for five or six games mm-hmm. in a row. And I think we lacked that. Ericsson, I don't think, was great against Swansea, but he wasn't he wasn't anywhere near where he has been recently. I I, I think the way that Pochettino plays football, we've been talking about, uses the fullbacks a lot. When we haven't got our first choice fullbacks going forward, and when we also haven't got a lot of transitions, because we do re- we do really well in the transitions when we're winning the ball and then going forward, there was none of that. It was just trying to break them down, and the fullbacks went up to it. I think the, the the thing that does irritate me slightly, and this is probably going to boil a bit of piss, but I I overall I kind of agree with Potch's sentiment in the week. Not not so much toward the FA Cup. I would still very much like Spurs to make a fist of the FA Cup. Yeah. But the League Cup, and this this is just me being true to myself, deep, deep, deep down within the vast reservoirs of my soul, at the moment, I don't really care that much about the League Cup. I'm sure if, if, if we got to the semi-final, final, right. I'd be buzzing, you know? And if we actually win it on the day, I'd be buzzing. But... The way I rationalise this, at least, is if I look at the quality available to Spurs at the moment, and if I look back on this team in 10 years' time, and all that it's achieved is the League Cup, I would see that as as close to a failure as winning nothing. Really? But I would have good memories on the day, and I I get that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the other camp of... So I think it's interesting to look at what Pochettino actually said because there was a lot of people going like Dan Kilpatrick had a headline um, that oh, people really foreign shots is it? Well, no, no, no. I thought I thought the piece was really good, and I think it was a cl- classic case of sort of Pochettino is. Oh, we're so lucky to have him because he's so honest. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't mess around. He doesn't. He basically said, "Hey, listen, the competitions I want to win in order is the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA Cup, the League Cup." I don't think any of us would disagree with that. I mean, some people would want to win the Champions League more than the Premier League, but like, that's pretty much set. For me, trophies are trophies, and we haven't won enough of them recently. I'd take anything, but bar maybe the Community Shield, but I would have loved to have been in that anyway last season. And I think, I think, I mean, the draw came out and we got West Ham at home, right? And everyone's thinking this is the worst possible draw because A, it's at Wembley, which we rather would have been away, I guess. And also, B, it's against West Ham, who love to hate us, will really be up for it, and we'll be playing a bit part team, and we won't go anywhere. And that, that for me, is a draw that should really excite me. West Ham in a cup competition. I mean, that's a bit of a curveball, I will admit. Like, playing West Ham is a curveball now. Does it make you feel differently about it? Well, it see, it's more not wanting to lose to West Ham, though, right? Right, but see, I think, I think, I don't know, I think adding that element of it's a knockout competition... Mm. And I think it's really... I mean, I saw a Twitter poll. Um, would you rather win... You can only win one. Would you rather win away at West Ham this weekend in the league or would you rather beat them in the cup? And I mean, for me, that's always a cup competition. I'd rather win in a cup. I'd also, I'd also rather beat them in the league. See, that's, and that's the yeah. thing. I think, I think that's, that's where... I mean, we need the points in the league. We really do. Just for additional context here, it's not that I actively want us to get eliminated oh, no, of course. it's yeah, more yeah. just I wouldn't want us to potentially sacrifice if we're talking about players like Davis talking about players like Aurea who perhaps have to be rotated because they're playing in these strenuous intensive positions yeah. that we're talking about having to drop them after a game would I want to risk or tire out a player in for the League Cup versus than them having to miss a Champions League game. No, I wouldn't. I, th- I think we have delusions of grandeur if we think we're above winning the League Cup. Jose Mourinho wins yeah. the League Cup and then uses it to uh, give his players a taste of winning and then they win a lot more the next year. Winning breeds winning. I mean, Jose Mourinho has made the f- players hold up the fingers like, oh yeah, we've, <laughs> we've won four trophies, like counting the Community Shield. And I know that it's only the League Cup and you know sometimes you have quite an easy run to it. But the, mem- the memories of us being Chelsea 2-1 and it going in off Woodgate's face, I will never forget this. And I, know, and it, and, and I think the players seeing Wembley covered uh, in white confetti and flags and lifting a trophy and watching you know, a, another team walk up to collect their losers' medals. You don't want to walk past. We've already done it. We've already gone to the League Cup and, and not won it. 
I think it's baffling that you, that play, uh, any fan thinks that we're in a place where we can be snobbish and prioritise elsewhere. Our squad, our squad is not, it's not, our squad is not incredibly deep. But do we really think that by playing, say when Danny Rose comes back, by yeah. playing Ben Davies in one game and then Danny Rose comes back in the other, that that means, okay, otherwise we might have won the Champions League. That, that it's, it's preposterous to think so. But do you, do you not think like it, the, 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 the lens you're employing there is, you're looking at it as the cup final versus yeah. the yeah. third round against Barnes. How many games do you have to win sure. to get into the League Cup? I mean, we, Four we, games. We, 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 come in, we come in at a later stage because yeah. we're always in the top bit of the table. But would you not concede the point, though, that if, if you could say in 10 years, if you look at... Because we have some, I would honestly say, some generational talents in this in this squad. Oh, unbelievably, yeah. In, in terms of like in my year, all my years of following Spurs, <laughs> but we have some of the best players I've ever seen playing for Spurs at the moment. Harry Kane, Dele Alli, Toby Alderweireld, probably even Jan Vertonghen. You miss Christian Eriksen. Eric Lamellas. Well, Eric Lamellas high above all, the, all of them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But like this, this team has is, is got some serious, serious quality. And the, the only point I'm trying to make is it's not that we're, we're above... Well, perhaps I'm saying that implicitly, but were I to, again, use the example, look back in 10 years and say that all that this squad achieved was a League Cup, I would be disappointed. And I, and I think that's fair. And I think... I think a League Cup is a lot better than nothing, and I, and, and I, and I know you said that. But probably, I mean, yeah. Okay. But, but I also think Fair. that I also think that it's probably maybe not something to go into now, but an English football problem of it's now the Caribou Cup, and it's it's got to a stage where I mean the Milk Cup was what I grew up with, mm. Do you know, and that's something that like that, that sort of aspect of it, like the Worthington Cup, well, that we lifted. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. I, I, me anyway, so I shouldn't make that. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're I think. I don't know. I, I I'm always going to be biased from that day that we had Arsenal at home in the cup, and he stuck Fazio on the pitch, and I was yeah, that, that was such a poor yeah. taste. And I, I remember being there, and Matthew Flamini scored two goals like that. A couple of crackers. Well, well, yeah, the second the second one was unbelievable. Billionaire Matthew Flamini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he investing like chemicals? Yeah, he's got some yeah, like, some like some posh portfolio. energy company yeah. that's now worth about a billion. Smart. Yeah, dickhead. I mean, he was, I think <laughs> Frank Lampard invested in property, didn't he? It's a bit of a bore off. But Someone from Chelsea investing in property. I know, right? <laughs> he went to <laughs> private school and speaks Latin. Yeah. What a shock. Imagine my shock. Just very briefly, because I guess we've kind of. My point, anyway, about the League Cup was more so that Pochettino's made this point that he's sacrificing. The cups to play, you know, his best team in the league because that's what we should and be prioritising. Yeah, yeah, but then he rotates the squad to fuck against Swansea, which is and that's quite irritating. And the annoying thing for me was hearing him talk about these cups, and I guess the Europa League probably sits alongside the FA Cup for him. Um, Dortmund last year, seeing the team that we played away and at home, just made a mockery of that. It's quite whole, offensive. It, yeah, as in not. No, it was it was a really yeah it was. It, I mean, and that's where I, I, Poch has a pass to do whatever he wants, as far as I'm concerned at the moment. He's changed the club around, mm. and I don't, I don't think it's too dramatic to say that he's really shaped our club in a way that the previous five or six years before it didn't even really look possible, right? And that's and that's and that's a lot down to him, um, slightly less down to, but also partly due to Levy. But that's another <laughs> another time hole. But I think that I think that we really owe it to him to keep on giving a go, and I I will I will I'll go with what he says. I might disagree with it, but I don't mind I don't mind him doing it his way for a bit. Just very briefly, I guess on uh, Barnsley, was there, you know, through to the next round anyway, at least, which is which is good, you know. Yeah. Um, anyone sign up for you? How did because Foyth made his Foyth Foyth made his Do you know what? The whole experience was terrible. Honestly, and I, I mean, I Wembley makes it infinitely worse. And I'm really not a big That's fan horrible. of it. But, horrible, yeah. isn't it? And it, I mean, I don't know what the official attendance they was. It said twenty five thousand, twenty six thousand. That's including like twenty thousand Barnsley. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it looked, it looked, it looked, it looked terribly empty. And the Barnsley fans weren't great as well because they only sung really a couple of times. When they did, they were really loud, but it was bad because you could tell that they weren't really singing the other times. Um, but yeah, fourth played, he was. He was actually really good. Um, 
their striker was a bit of a handful, and he did he did well, did very well playing alongside Vertonghen. And it's clear that he was learning from him. He was really being dragged around in position, very composed on the ball, and not too dissimilar. A bit of a weird a weird comparison, but he looked quite like Dembele under pressure. You know, you never really felt worried that he was going to lose it. Um, but he just looks tiny. I was right by I was right by the the bench, um, both both benches. And when he came off at half time, he looked like a sixteen-year-old kid. In the really post-match interviews, yeah, you could see he looks like a little boy. Oh, he's, he's, he's only tiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's but he's, he's he's smaller than that as well. He's not. He's. You look like he could get knocked off the ball at any second. The, the only thing I would say is like the RG League is full of horrors. Mm. Like mm. it's full of horrors. Have you, oh, yeah. have yeah. you ever seen the uh, the clip of uh, the Boca versus River Plato, but the women's? It's unbelievable. There's oh, yeah, an exactly. incredible YouTube, YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, recommend yeah. seeking out. It's like two-footed tackles Super to like the waist and the head, uh, like stamps. It's unbelievable. I mean, he was he going back to Foyth. He was probably the one, literally the only highlight. Um, Lorente had a free header, missed it, didn't get the ball. That was the worst marking I've ever seen. Oh, it was yeah, awful. Um, I, do you know what? The, the he makes up for him being so. Eyes like diamonds. <laughs> what a man! Just glimmering. He's going to come on in the 69th minute one day, and I'm just, I'm just going to cry. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> <little rough>. <laughs> and many other things. What a man! Oh my god! Yeah. Like, I, I, do you know what? Do you know what the other uh, like it was just one of the worst games of football seen. It wasn't actually technically that bad a game of football. I was just bored, senseless. Like I mean. I'm trying to think of any positives. Walker Peters at right back didn't do much wrong, didn't do much right. Um, Carol, I'm uh, not Carol. Um, Harry Winks. Sorry, I think about him. Oh yeah, yeah. Looked, First came looked, back in about eight months. Yeah, looked miles off yeah. the pace. Um, had a couple of. He, he sort of grew into the game a bit, but I think I. I mean, I want him starting some Premier League games, mm. like the one at Swansea. I was cool. I thought, I thought that game was crying yeah. out for him, um, but I think Potts probably didn't bring him on because he really isn't. Isn't ready. He's yeah. a wonderful player, though. He changes the tempo of the game, just gets yeah. the ball yeah. moving very quickly. Yeah. It's nice. I, I very much value Mr. Dembele, but I think one of my frustrations I often find with Dembele sometimes is his hesitancy to play a kind of a quick probing pass. Oh, yeah. but when Winks comes on, so you see it instantly. He'll just, as you said earlier, transition very quickly. Yeah. He'll get it and yeah, just yeah. recycle it and ping it up, ping it upfield. And they're, they're not always successful passes. I'm sure somebody will jump in now and tell me, actually, 87.6% of his expected passes. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think that's a really good point. I mean, Dembele, Dembele is one of the most frustrating players in that I think he's so brilliant, but he will always beat two players and then pass sideways or backwards mm. and we lose it. He's still, drawing, he's still drawing in players. We don't really have a midfielder yeah. who carries the ball forward yeah. and glides past people like him. It's, it's not so you don't have to always play a through ball. The pass before the pass, mm. uh, which what Luka Modric uh, used to always do. Uh, I think Dembele's been perfect at that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, going back to that to that game, though, Barnsley were good. Like as in they were they were they were good at doing exactly what Swansea did. It's like they've watched the game at the weekend and thought, hey, do you know what? That doesn't require much footballing ability. We've got to be athletic. I mean, and their wingers were blowing. Like the the the, the Barnsley um, right winger in the first half, about thirty five minutes in, didn't want to even run anymore, and he was giving his heart. He, it was it was class. The manager was really going at him. But the Barnsley was, right winger, I'm sure, there's quite a few out, out there. Aren't there? Well, that's a very good one. <laughs> hey, 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 very good. This very is good. the uh, two PC pod after all. <laughs> <laughs> Then I've invited you on, John. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, I'm probably probably not not yeah. a suitable guest for that. Um, but yeah, we've uh, I think we've probably exhausted that one. Um, just very very quick because you did touch on him earlier, Deli Ali. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, Alex? Is uh, you know is he getting too big for his boots or? All right, storms I, in. <laughs> I mean, Pochettino took the time to mention it, didn't he, and say that there's things off the field. Time. I thought, oh, you know, agent talk. He could just be changing agents. That's a normal thing that footballers do. Mm. But uh, the fact that Pochettino mentioned it specifically and talked about getting his uh, head right, uh, and even Ian Wright even said, you know, it's very difficult. He needs to make sure what he's doing on the pit. He's focused on the pitch, not uh, his uh, his sponsorship and stuff. The fact that these prominent people are coming out and uh, saying it. Ian Wright is, is not um, prominent. No, no, but Ian Wright. Ian, Ian Wright has quietly become 
quite an intelligent broadcaster. I know, yeah. I, know I shouldn't no, say no, that. No, no, no. I, I, totally, I, I, I agree. agree. I, he's really, I, I hate to admit it, but <laughs> he's actually quite personable. He's, he's, better, than, he's better than Lee Dixon, but that's yeah. not saying much, is it? Lee Dixon's He's come a long way. Oh, I know. He's come a long way from saying I love little people at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I t- do you know what though? I think Delhi Alley against Barnsley. So I took a mate who um, loves football, doesn't really have a team, but but that's a weirdo. Don't trust him. Ah, he's a he's a nice guy. He's Northern Irish, so we're forgiven. But um, Delhi Alley on just just the little things about watching a football game was head and shoulders above everybody on the pitch. The way he. Touch, turn, position, yeah. poise. close control. Close control is, is it's incredible. Like, yeah. But he was trying to stick one in the top corner from 35 yards when Lorente is just there going through. He was wants the highlight. He want, he wanted yeah. the highlight moment. It was clear that he sort of felt. I mean, maybe this is me just sort of making it up, but I think he felt Poch had sort of punished him in inverted commas by sticking him in against Barnsley when his mates. No, no, I think yeah. I think it was sort of go and find your feet and he said, Right, I'm gonna show him, I'm gonna run the whole thing by myself and I'm gonna be be the superstar that I am. Cup cup his ears or something as well? Yeah, he so he's, he scored, he scored and he ran off. And it wasn't I mean, there was zero noise from anyone at Wembley, Barnsley or Spurs, but he really did look at a, a, a sort of area of like Club Wembley. And was like did it like deliberately to an area, the quietest I, area. As well. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think it was like a. No one had booed. There was no nothing. We'd sung his name a couple of times. It wasn't a. I don't think it was a judgment on the night. I think it was more a, more a, either to Poch and Poch has told him off and pretended it was a friend or it was actually legit. I mean, but then again, it was the same with um, that swearing at Kyle Walker. It wasn't Kyle Walker. It was Deli Ali being Deli Ali, and I think. The the one thing that keeps me positive about about his you know you said getting his head right and stuff like that Alex I mean if there's a manager that's going to sort him out it's Pochettino. I'm not sure that I agree with you. Really? I'm not sure that Pochettino has got the best out of players who mentally aren't where they should be. Usually, if they're not if their head's not right, he just chucks them out and. Then we see the end of them. Ben Taleb is probably... Have we had an unhappy player or a player who's not performing? Yeah, yeah Kyle Walker and the Bill then, Who then, who then, Pochettino, <laughs> has made, yeah. who then Pochettino has made significantly better and got back on track. I think... He does run that shit, doesn't he? It's like yeah. you're with me or you're against me. And, yeah. and I just want to say on the, on the Deli Alley of the season front, against Everton, he had a chart when the, there was... The most, most Deli Alley thing of the season so far is yeah. when cross came in and instead of just uh, knocking it in with any part, he tried to uh, let it go under his right leg and kind of back heel it in midair yeah. on his left yeah. when he could have just killed the game immediately. He's playing like he wants to be on a YouTube compilation, not mm. like he wants to win games for Spurs. He, he is, I think, the, it's not so much a saving grace, it's kind of a weird way to contextualise it, but he's going to cost anyone at least 150 mil. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, and it, but this is the thing with, with moving to just Delhi or whatever and all that sort of whole branding thing. It's kind of like Pogba, isn't it? It's the same. He's turning into this brand as a mm. player and that BT Sport advert they did of him. Um, honestly, out of the current crop of Spurs players, if he goes, I'd be very sad to be losing a talent, but he wouldn't, I mean, he, it wouldn't sound to me anywhere near as if Harry Kane went for do, example. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Do you think, given how pretty much Son slotted into his position right against Dortmund and we arguably got one of our best results we've had in a long time probably ever at least in living memory do you think that indicates that you know as as great as and I I don't I really don't want to revise anything I think I've seen quite a few people already say actually Ali's not that good and I'm not saying you're absolutely rubbish he's he's brilliant Ali is exceptional he's an exceptional footballer yeah however is is the is he a luxury player for us? I, I don't think he is. I think he wins games for us, and I think he did that a lot last year. That 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 there were situations where he really turned the game in terms of momentum, and that's what I think he's very good at doing. It's beating a couple of players and winning a free kick, or it's playing a free ball, or it's getting on the end of one of Toby's. Like I mean, Everton away last year, right? Relatively towards the start of the season, I think it was. And it was a stroke of our time and Toby stuck a long diagonal over the top that wasn't great and he somehow takes it on his chest and sticks it in the bottom corner. Like, you don't get that from many players in the world, let alone the Premier League. Um, 
I don't think he's a luxury player. I think he's a player we can afford to lose when it comes to team dynamic. Um, I mean, wherever he goes, it's going to be up from Spurs and he's going to be one of the best players in the world one day. I really do believe that. But I think that we're talking, you're right about Pochettino, it's his way or the highway. Mm. And if he does end up on the highway, I don't think Spurs are going to be dramatically worse off for it other than losing someone very special. Do you think it's this summer, Alex, that goes? Uh, not playing the way he has so far. Uh, no, I think I uh, think that uh, Pochettino still has um, uh, a power over the players, and especially what he's done for Ali. And I may be naive, but I would think that regardless of how we do this season, players will think I could be a part of something here, and I want to play for Spurs in the new stadium. I would have thought the new stadium would be a massive thing, and Poch might say, you know, look one more year see where we are then and then if we don't do it on new ground you know go to I don't know City for oh, yeah. 200 million Real Madrid they're Adidas we can let them go <laughs> do that um, but anyway speaking of, from Real Madrid to uh, another massive club we have a huge huge game this weekend against one of the world's elite um, <laughs> West Ham United um, and in, in a yeah, in an interesting turn of events, we have a certain Mr. Conor Mummery, who, from a Tottenham perspective, will be leading the chat with Freddie Harding of The Mirror, um, who's a West Ham fan, basically. And they're going to talk about that smelly, horrible, horrible football club. Here we go. Take it away, Conor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to All the Roost, Freddie. Uh, West Ham have won two games of football in less than a week. Should Spurs be worried? Well, I mean, they've won two games of football in less than a week against two very poor teams. I mean, I know Huddersfield started quite well, but they offered very little at our place. And, you know, we really needed that win and we got it. But realistically, I still have not been impressed with us so far. And I'm not remotely confident, if I'm totally honest. That's, that's the truth, but we shall see. Well, that's promising to hear. Um, so, your season so far as a whole, there's a lot made of Billich. Will he stay or will he go? The win over Huddersfield did quite a lot for him. Uh, which camp are you in? Um, I'm behind him, personally. It's not a particularly popular opinion. It seems to be that more people want him out now, certainly if you look on Twitter. But I think the owners have not backed him quite enough as they should have. I think the whole Carvalho case was an example of that. I think Bilic definitely wanted him and was probably quite annoyed, although that didn't really come out, that he didn't get him. And in truth, last season he had a lot to contend with and you know he, he got us out of trouble and got a respectable mid-table finish. So I don't see any reason why he can't climb the table again this season, but he has got a lot of problems to sort out again. Uh, you mentioned the one you missed out on, Carvalho. Uh, what have you made of the ones you brought in? Obviously, you've got Hart, Zabaleta, Arnautovic, Hernandez. Um, well, where to start? I mean, Arnautovic, pretty obviously, has got some making up to do. All he's done so far is get a needless red card and arguably cost us a game of football. So, I do. I was actually quite excited by him because I do think he's he's got some talent, but he's quite clearly a liability, and that's already proven to be the case. So... That'll be another test for Bilic to see whether he can manage him. Hernandez, I mean, you know, he's going to get you goals if we can create them. So far, without Lanzini in the team, we've not really been able to create him enough chances. But the chances he did get in that Southampton game, he took very well. A lot of people were complaining about him being out wide, but I don't think 
he's really been playing as a winger. He's been playing as part of a front three. And actually, he's, regardless of whether he plays down the middle or slightly to the left of the striker, there's not been enough in our midfield to give him the chances to score the goals he's capable of. So I think there's definitely more to come from him and he'll get goals as long as the team starts playing well. Hart, I still think, is a very good goalkeeper. He's had a difficult start, but again, that's probably down to the performances of the team. I don't think he's really been at fault for many of the goals. He certainly hasn't dropped any clangers. I think he's a good signing. A couple of clean sheets on the bounce now, doing him a bit of a... Bit of confidence, or well, three if you include the League Cup. Oh, no, he didn't play in that game. He cut that bit out. <laughs> um, and then, who's the other one? Zabaleta. Had a very, very good game. In my opinion, was probably our best player against Huddersfield. Um, looked all right against West Brom. So, yeah, I think, I think all of them are decent signings, but obviously it would have been nice to get Carvalho as well, and then it would have looked like a really good summer of business, whereas that sort of left a bit of a bit of taste in the mouth to be honest, but solid signings. We'll see how they get on. Well, obviously, with Saturday in mind, home form hasn't really been the issue for you this season like it was last season. Uh, what have you made of the whole affair since last season? I know you were a season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, well, home form ain't really been an issue because we've barely played at home yet, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's the main reason. But, um, yeah, I mean, I... In terms of the stadium, I didn't enjoy it last season. I didn't feel like it was worth my money. Obviously, I work a lot of weekends as well, so as that. But yeah, I've not I've not enjoyed going to the stadium. We had some, we had a difficult time there last season. We found it really hard to find our form again. Um, we looked all right, and the atmosphere was actually a little better against Huddersfield. But you know, it's never it's never going to be the same, and it's going to be really hard to to make it a real home ground that teams fear coming to like like we had at Upton Park to be honest and I don't I don't think we're ever going to get that again uh, obviously Spurs at Wembley have experienced a few of uh, the same symptoms as you did last season uh, rivalry aside have you been able to empathise with them? well <laughs> <laughs> rivalry aside uh, yeah it, you know I've got a I've got a few mates yourself included who support Spurs and I, I understand how like for them they were so good at White Hart Lane last season and they played very good football and it was probably like they were buzzing every time they were going to a home game and that's how I felt in the last season at Upton Park and you know for that to be taken away and then to be going and play at Wembley which on the same similar to the Olympic Stadium is not a particularly very nice place to go and watch football and obviously the team struggled as well so that makes it worse so yeah, I mean a lot of people I spoke to seem to not really be enjoying going to those home games yet. The Dortmund game is obviously a massive boost, but then on the back of that they failed to beat Swansea there. So it's it's really difficult, and I think like anyone that thought it wouldn't be, you know, it's been a little bit short sighted really. It's it's always going to be hard to go from that intimidating home atmosphere into a big ground where. A, it ain't home to you, and B, it's like a big occasion for, you know, teams going to Wembley is supposed to be a big occasion, and now everyone's going to Wembley to play against you in a league game, and they're going to be more up for it because it's like a day out at Wembley, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I've not enjoyed seeing them struggle, but I, I understand the difficult years for the fans, for sure. Well, away from home, I suppose we've looked quite imperious this season so far, uh, winning Newcastle and brushing aside Everton. Are you slightly worried about that and, and where do you think they can hurt you on Saturday? Well, I think in the day that you know, it pains me to say, but you are you are a very good football team now and I think if you if you're playing with a sort of freedom that you know, you seem to be playing with without that pressure at Wembley, then uh then you, you you've been impressive and I think you can hurt us in a number of ways, you know. Our defence has not looked particularly secure for the majority of the opening of the season. Kane normally scores against us, so, you know, might as well call it 1-0 already. And uh, I think... Yeah, will Ericsson be playing? He, uh, yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, he's going to be... He's going to be causing problems with his creativity. And, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a case of Ericsson unlocking the door and Kane will probably get chances and he normally does score them. But, that said... We do normally seem to give you a game on most occasions. We seem to get up for it, and I think at least we're now a little bit more confident. A few clean sheets, a couple of wins, and 
you know, hopefully we'll be up for it and, and make it as difficult as we can for you. Well, as you mentioned, the last two Premier League home games, you've run out 1-0 winners. Those were towards the end of last season and the season before that when Spurs were in a title race. This season, not as much pressure on Tottenham. Do you think that's going to play a part? Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, yeah, that pressure being taken away from them and the fact that also they'll probably be relieved not to be playing at Wembley so that the pressure's off even more. Yeah, perhaps it will play a part. I do think that, uh, you know, it was, it was a really difficult fixture on both those occasions for Spurs to come and play at. And I said it at the time, you know, yeah, they were a better football team than us, but we were always going to be up for it and they were always going to be under pressure. So it was always going to be hard and that's not really the case this week. But I still think we'll be up for it. And, you know, Spurs are going to be going for the title this year anyway, really. So they're under pressure to win every game at the end of the day and, and in their minds they can't afford to go away to West Ham and not and not pick up three points this season especially if their home form is not good enough so there is still a bit of pressure and there will be expectation from the fans but yeah I'll take your point I think that last season in particular they had to win and it was like do or die probably didn't help but it was an evening game and our fans were that a little bit more up for it making it difficult so We'll see. I think. I think. It, I think we'll give you a game, and it'll be an interesting one. But you know, if if you perform at your best, then you'll probably win the game. Well, last season's goal scorer Lanzini, he's back from injury finally. Do you expect him to go straight back into the team, and how do you expect to line up? Well, um, I mean, if he's fit enough to play ninety minutes, then I can't see any reason why. You know, he's our best player in my opinion. So if he, if he doesn't start, then you'd have to question why. Um, it all depends how fit he is. I, there was lots of different stories going around this week saying well, I heard earlier on in the week that he might be fit to get some game time midweek. That didn't happen. Then they were saying, oh no, he's actually going to be out for a lot longer. And now all of a sudden we've heard today that he's going to be fit for Saturday. So I don't know where he is in terms of fitness. It'd make a massive difference if he does start, in my opinion, because as I was saying earlier, we've lacked that bit of creativity and he's he's the man to provide that. And if he does start, then it'll be interesting to see if Bilic sticks with the system that he has been playing with three at the back and uh, sort of and three up front really, and then three through and sorry for two wing backs, <laughs> and then couple in the middle. So I think maybe you might see Antonio drop into right wing back. Maybe he drops Abaleta. Uh and then Lanzini will become part of that front three, but perhaps play a little bit deeper, but. It'll be interesting. I think I think he probably will ch- possibly change the system slightly with Lanzini and maybe play three in the midfield just to give us a little bit more, you know, to deal with the likes of Ericsson. And also, if Mark Noble's fit, then he'll he'd probably play just because he always gets right up for it against you lot. So I expect, yeah, expect to see a few changes in the team for sure. Uh, with all that in mind, is it a bit of pressure for a score prediction? Well, I mean, I'm going to say a draw just because I refuse to predict a West Ham defeat, even though that's normally the sensible option. <laughs> but I'm going to say 2 all. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, but I think if Lanzini starts, we hopefully will create some more chances and maybe get a point out of it. Yeah, and while we're here, we're talking the day after the Carabao Cup draw. Tottenham, West Ham at Wembley. Of course. Is that one the fans are going to be bang up for or would you have rathered an easier side at home progressing the competition or is this what it's all about? No, I think, think, uh, you know, the League Cup, like, the whole thing, well, the most exciting thing about the League Cup is trying to get to a Wembley final and, you know, we've reached Wembley after two games so that's all right, isn't it? But, yeah, I mean, it's a chance to play Tottenham away again. Last time we played during the League Cup, we had a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, of course, of course, we want a want a fixture like that. It's an exciting. It'll be an evening game as well. Hopefully, we'll get enough tickets. I'll be able to get a ticket, and uh, yeah, I'll be buzzing for it. No reason why I'd want to play another two bob outfit at home, to be honest. Right, Freddie. Thanks for chatting to us. Pleasure. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Freddie. Even if you are a smelly horrible West Ham mug.
Um, we don't like him, do we? We don't. But you, you have some big thoughts, don't you, John? On I don't big thoughts. <laughs> I've just seen. I've just seen a lot of people on Twitter, the wonderful social network medium. Because because you should take what people say on Twitter. Really oh, gold standard of conversation and intellectual prowess. I really do appreciate it for what it is. Um, real, real meeting of minds. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. They're, they're, I think I think it was Channel Four who tweeted the other day something along the lines of. Um, the world's problems are not going to be solved on Twitter, but they were wrong. Um, and they said it on Twitter, so... Yeah, which is self defeat they, they, they know the answer to that question. Um, yeah, lots of people, lots of Spurs fans. Um, I mean, Alex said you had delusions of grandeur, so probably you as well, saying West Ham's <laughs> not, a, not a rival, um, which for me is baffling. I've never, I've never understood that as a, a view. I think, and I, maybe I'm sort of paraphrasing a bit, but the logic is... We're pretty good at football. West Ham aren't very good at football. How can they be a rival of us? They're, they're sort of rubbish. We're great. They're not our rivals. Two years on the trot when we've been in a title race, they've been the arseholes to... Pretty much end it. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone, any club that goes to the effort of making mugs and t-shirts after beating a team three times in a year is a rival even if even if oh I, yeah I, I mean before I get on a really angry diatribe I think it's very straightforward I don't think you get football and I don't think you get Spurs if you don't think that West Ham are a rival to Tottenham I'm calling you all out I, I, it's, it's, it's nailed on it's I, I and I, I agree with you that they're a rival, but I mean there is not an element to it where it's just kind of funny that they hate us more than we hate them. But like that's, when Arsenal, I, when that's I... Arsenal to Spurs for the best part of my lifetime in a lot of ways. I mean, I remember dreading playing Arsenal because we were just going to lose. It was on, on the pitch, no chance. I don't mean in quality. We're not their natural main rival. Obviously Arsenal are. They play, they play us and they're thinking of Millwall. They miss them so much, they're projecting. I don't, I don't think they are. I think, I don't know, I think Spurs are kind of special in this way, that they really do have three proper big rivals in West Ham, Arsenal and Chelsea. I feel like that, that's something that we almost really struggle with because teams are up, up for it against us. But West Ham are always up for it. Their fans are up for it, their players are up for it. And I don't think we have been over the last couple of years in the same way. I mean... We've had some wonderful, absolutely wonderful moments against West Ham. Stalteri, oh. Bale, Dyer on his debut with that awful Spurs commentary. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's been brilliant. And I think that if you ever go to a game against West Ham, there's that little bit of needle there. There's that little bit of, I don't know, aggressive tribal nature that really is what the football's about. Is anti-Semitism. Well, yeah. <laughs> That, granted, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but there, there is that real hatred, I guess, from from both sets of fans. I mean, I don't think, I don't think this is an accusation I'd level at most Spurs fans. Cause I think a lot of Spurs fans get it, and this is probably me on my oh, go to games, you don't sort of high horse. But West Ham away on Saturday is going to be a real cauldron. It's a London stadium. It's an awful stadium, but they're still going to do their best to really give it, give it a good atmosphere, get behind their team in a way that we probably should do a bit more when we play West Ham at home. Well, I mean, um, one way they do get behind their team, I had noticed this, I went, <laughs> I went to uh, West Ham Bolton on Wednesday, uh, not out of choice, I got, I got offered um, posh hospitality to do work, I know, and uh, when, they, when they score, they have bubble machines that like oh, pump out the bubbles. Awful. I had no, I thought it was just the beginning of the game, I don't know whether I thought they were all bringing... Uh, bubble and mix with them when they went in. I think maybe that was just my <laughs> assumption. Uh, maybe I was naive, but to have a machine to pump, it's as bad as playing music when you score. If oh, anything, it's, it's worse. You know what, I know, I know it's, it's pathetic. I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit jealous of the fact you know they've got a crossed arm thing that their players can do when they score. A oh, big well, goal. Sort of like, oh yeah, we quite, yeah, quite like that they've got something like that. Can we? Yeah, can we nah, flap our like get some like chicken? Cockle. <laughs> like, cool. Do you know what I really loved? I really loved the Harry Kane slide against Arsenal when um, I think it was the game we sadly drew. Oh. He loves it. He loves to yeah. really. Slide. But it was that. I, I mean, it was that sort of kind of. You get it. Do you know what I mean yeah. that was? You, you really get it, and I think. I don't know, when I hear people saying, do you know what, West Ham aren't rivals to us because they're not in our league football-wise, 
that's not what rivalry is about. Rivalry is no. about lots of other things than that. And I think if rivalry is just down to are you in the league football-wise, I mean, like Leeds and Man United, that's still a big rivalry yeah. to me. They're not even in the same division. I, and it's the same with West Ham and Mill. I think that we're very quick to, to sort of think we're better than that, and we aren't. I, I know what you're saying, and I, I don't think it's... It's hard to articulate this without coming across, of you, as you've said already, that on your high horse, I go to games type thing. But the, the point I do take from it is that with Chelsea and with Arsenal, because historically, they're, always, they're billed as rivals, yeah. and it feels perhaps to... Maybe people that aren't wrapped up so much in the atmosphere on a match day that, you know, it, it, they're rivals and it's easy to see that and build that and pitch that as a big game because, yeah. to be honest, to be quite frank, we're so used to seeing us lose to them. Yeah, oh, massively so. And to beat them. So it is, it's always, it's naturally going to be easy to build up the narrative behind two teams like that because there is that added edge to it that, you know, it would be great to beat them as well because we right. always lose to them. Yeah. And if anything, at the moment, like we're already seeing, as much as it's, it's still great to beat Arsenal, the last ever game at White Hart Lane last year against, against Arsenal yeah. it, that solidified us kind of finishing above them as well for the first time in what? I think the Premier League year. Right? Years, well. in, my, in, my, in my lifetime, in my yeah. lifetime pretty much, yeah. But... But even that was underwhelming to a lot of people because at that point Arsenal were a bit crap. Yeah. Um, and, but I, what I'd say to that, and I, and I completely agree, is that whenever whenever we've been on the lesser side of it mm. with Arsenal and Chelsea, like you were saying, we've always been up for it. Yeah, right? yeah. But also, Chelsea and Arsenal have sometimes been up for it too. And it's more, it's more been, I mean, remember games when... Arsenal have been chased like the when they won the league at White Hart Lane, right? They were up for that in a big way, not because it was Spurs necessarily, but because it meant something to them. And when we had that situation with West Ham the last two years, they're lesser than us in inverted commas. We're better than them, and we had something to play for, and they didn't. We still weren't up for it in the same way. And I, I, I don't know. I think West Ham, West Ham as a club. I don't want to talk about West Ham as a club, but we we're not better than being rivals with them. No, and when you are, and this is kind of harking back to that point, is when you are actually there on the match day and you feel that intensity, oh, and you yeah. feel that just hatred, really, like visceral hatred. There, it it does sharpen it more. It, 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 and, it's still one of the games that, as it get, approaches, I feel sick. Like, I feel... Yeah. I, you know, I, <laughs> I feel really horrible yeah. the whole time uh, nervous. And, I mean, and they hate us so much uh, and take so much and pride rank, in beating us. I think, oh, I think, yeah. I think, I think oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a club owned by people who made the money in the sex trade. They are supposed to be the club of the working man and yet on their board oi, they oi, have no, no no they, no they no, won no. the world cup come on yeah they but i mean on their cup. you know on their board they have a conservative lord and they literally donate to the tory party that is not <laughs> really the club of the people um i do you know what I, I the thing the thing that i think the thing the one re, the one thing i'll give west ham is that they have fans that know what football is and they know what football means. Oh yeah, when they're, when they're in the championship they're still selling out. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, 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 they, they know what it means and what it means to them and they give it. Do like you know, a, like an class. intolerant Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I quite a problematic like that. Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, but, but we, I think, I mean it comes back a little bit to you talking about the League Cup and sort of this delusions of grander aspect that maybe spilled over to West Ham. Not, from you personally, but from that well, sort of... you know, it's all right. I'm, 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 you know, I'm the enemy of this podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Enemy of my own pod. Cheers, Alex. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Enemies of the people. So, delusions of grander trunk. But I think we we really need to not be better than that at Spurs. And I, I think that's my worry for the new stadium as well. Do you know what I mean? We, mm. Wembley this year has shown me that we could end up like Arsenal and just in a soulless corporate bowl and... I, I couldn't bear with that. That would that would kill me. I think. And but yet you like that stadium in Atlanta, mate. Hey, rest my case. Rest my case. Hey, it's a great entertainment venue. Yeah. So, 
No, I after after what they've done the past two years to us away from home and the way they've celebrated it, um, if the players can't motivate themselves for this, uh, because we can really compound the fact they're in a relegation battle and even get Slavin Bilic fired, though God knows when want that to happen. Um, You know, I it's an absolutely massive game for us because we're in a bit of trouble ourselves. I mean, I know we're only five points off the top, which is still. Not terrible, but we've dropped a lot of points. And West Ham yeah, home and away is, is, is a game yeah. we should win. I, I'll tell you what, I don't think we'll win on Saturday. You Mark know, Noble I'm, will be playing. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not, I'm not... I just don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're that ruthless, championship-winning Man United team who could put, pick Quinton Fortune and go away and get results. I don't <laughs> think we've got that like winning mentality that means that a trip to Upton Park at a time when we really need a result as much as they do. Um, I don't think we've got it in them. But in us, the, the last time we've gone to their place needing a result, and they haven't really needed much the last two times, they've done us comfortably. How would you see us lining up, Alex? Do you think it's going to be pretty much... Because, I mean, in my head, it's the Dortmund team, but probably Ali instead of Sam. Um, yes, I, th- I, th- I think we'll... Pr- I, th- I mean, I think that's what we'll do, but I would... I would expect he'd want to get Sun in there somehow. I mean, mm. it's a it's a big pitch, um, and I think he could stretch them. I mean, they've got quite a slow defence. I think if you run at them, um, we could create is the quite. Yeah, yeah, he's very. Small. I think he's got a really quick turn of pace. Yeah, it's a bit dribbling, very quick I, dribbling. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a FIFA player, but I'm sure someone will come up with the stats and say, "Oh, he's not as quick as this." But but when you watch him. He goes through the gears really quickly. I mean, his goal against Dortmund was that, right? Do you know what I mean? He just went mm. and he just, he just cracking finish. Oh, it's brilliant! Finish. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how we're going to line up. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see a Tottenham that's afraid to try and play football going forward, as we were. We weren't, we weren't afraid against Swansea, but we just didn't do it quick enough. I want us to try and attack in a way that doesn't necessarily rely on our fullbacks beating a player and cutting it back. I just want to see something slightly different. I press you for a score prediction, Alex. 3-0 Spurs. <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that is accurate, I will be the happiest We smashed Everton alive. and they're far uh, worse. I reckon 1-1. I, I mean, I, the only reason I don't think they're going to win is they haven't got Lanzini. <laughs> 2-1 Spurs, I'm going to go. That's this. It's bold. You're yeah, both bold. I think so. To Darius, um, to Darius, I do, mate. <laughs> Anything else tried, lads? Anything else tried before we wrap it up? Um, John Murray's not a real fan. He's not. He's not backing his own team. Uh, do, you, do you know what? I mean, wait, are you going to the game on Saturday? I don't ever go to games, mate. Yeah, I go, I go going, to West Ham games. Game <laughs> of course I'm not, mate. No, no, I'll do a podcast. Real fan right here. <laughs> not enough points to get an away ticket, so I'll scrambled yeah. to spare. You've probably alienated your spare now, mate. You've been on the podcast. No, I've already got the ticket. He's already sent it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I, how, you, how are you going to qualify this to all the lads down the pub, mate? I, I think you're on that melt to trunk pod to trunks podcast, yeah, which a, they've all heard of. He is a top yeah. melt. I actually, um, one of our one of our number decided to put in a special TV appearance recently, and yeah. I, I said that this is my bid to top that. <laughs> <laughs> More like you know one of the quiz shows or something yeah. like that. Um, but I think that I think that what we'll do on Saturday before the game is we'll play this, and you know. Roundly curse the podcast and all that. What do you mean, roundly curse it? Yeah. I mean, you don't all sit around in the pub beforehand anyway. Oh, yeah, I like that to Trump. I like what he said. I really, if I ever met him, I'd get his autograph. You can have it. That's right? a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that'd be great. Yeah. No, I, do you know what? It's Quite been big a, on Twitter, you know. Like, how many uh, followers you got? Um, the fact you're even thinking to answer that question is a real, real sad state of affairs, I reckon. I'd say just, just, just shy of 10,000. That's not bad. It's a pretty big deal. But it's that. mostly you now. You see, most of my numbers are all founded in old Twitter. No, like not old old Twitter, but old Twitter. I, I don't. I don't really get much. I mean, nowadays. I mean, free EBVP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I've got He's to say gone. about that. Yeah. That's more followers than most established journalists. So. Yeah, but my, Alex of Brown, still time. <laughs> <laughs> my engagement's not very good anymore. So I'll let you in behind the curtain. Um. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I, I hope I haven't offended no. too many people. Thank you for thank you for giving us your time, lads. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, so yeah, we'll kill it there. If you uh, do want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Royal Rouge podcast, they're not really like this. Um, 
but you can do so on Acast or on iTunes. Go to rtrpod.com or follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod. Come on, you Spurs! A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.